0: Hello, welcome to the Monday, February 24th, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Centers Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. One of the threats that doesn't appear to go away are Microsoft Office macros. They are used to install a variety of malware, lots of ransomware, of course. Typically, these macros are written in Visual Basic for Applications, or short VBA. VBA. Well, uh, there was something before that, and that was the Excel macros. Now, often people still call sort of these VBA script macros, but Excel macros actually an older language that sort of. Pre- predated uh, VBA and as often IT old features never really go away and modern versions of Excel are still able to execute these older macros. So Didi looked at one of uh, these macros and wrote a diary about how to analyze uh, them. They can also actually show up in the modern Open Office XML files, not just in the older XLS files that use the OLE format. Files can also contain older Excel macros, as well as the more modern Visual Basic for Applications macros, which then, of course, gives attackers the possibility to who evade various signatures. And talking about evading signatures, we also have a diary by Didier. Uh, He's going over a simple but pretty efficient Visual Basic script obfuscation technique. The script was only 50 lines long. And essentially what it did, it is downloaded a putty client from an AWS website. And Didier is showing how uh, this Visual Basic script was obfuscated. Essentially by replacing the uh, sort of signature strings with some random strings that are then being replaced as the script is executed. Not, nothing fancy really, but uh, this particular malicious script is only detected by one among all the virus total engines that are currently in place. And if you are using Let's Encrypt to retrieve your certificates, then you may have received an email last week about changes to how Let's Encrypt verifies domain ownership. To make sure that you are the actual valid owner of the domain, scripts like Certbot are creating a challenge. They can either set up their own web server or place it in a particular directory, the well-known directory of the web server's document root. And then Let's Encrypt will check that this challenge file matches what they told you to put there. Well, Certbot does this all automatically. In the past, uh, Let's Encrypt only used one of its servers to check whether the file exists. And some researchers complained, well, it isn't really all that secure because well, in part we are using TLS to prevent, for example, against BGP hijacking and uh, the the checking process could actually be subverted by someone redirecting uh, the request uh, that verifies the challenge. So in order to protect itself against this particular attack, Let's Encrypt will now do the challenge verification from a number of different locations. What they're actually planning is to just set up a network of different cloud providers and have servers within those cloud providers, check the challenge. So that way, an attacker would have to manipulate a large number of different routes in order to actually bypass or compromise this verification process. And Checkpoint appears to have an act for finding malware in the Google Play Store. The latest blog they published about this topic has uh, new reports of the Joker and Clickin malware that have been around for a while but managed to evade Google's automated malware tests. One such application is uh, simple Compass applications uh, that will send HTTP requests in the background to trigger clicks on ads. That's essentially the Clicking malware uh, with mobile platforms, of course, being more and more important for ads and uh, such. uh, These uh, clicks from mobile devices are pretty easy to monetize. And the joker malware, which is uh, the second type that checkpoint found, they found it actually in three different applications that had substantial amount of downloads, uh, about 130,000 I think they said in their blog. Now the joker malware is a little bit uh, more sophisticated and sinister and that has the ability to send and read sms messages for example. So with this it could uh, intercept two-factor authentication tokens. Kaspersky has a similar blog post, these kind of uh, joker infections, they go back to about September last year, and uh, it keeps periodically popping up in the official Google Play store. I think I mentioned it before here in the podcast, uh, but I'm sure you heard that the latest version of Microsoft Edge is actually based on Google Chrome. So it's essentially Google Chrome with uh, Microsoft skin to it. Now, it looks like uh, Google starts to feel the pressure here a little bit. And uh, if you are going to a Google property and install a Google Chrome extension in Microsoft Edge, which of course should work fine after all it is just uh, Google uh, Chrome and now uh, Google will display a message that you should switch to the real Google Chrome and that will allegedly help you run this extension more securely. Not clear if there's any real difference in how Chrome and Edge handle these extensions uh, with Microsoft using the same Google Chrome based code extensions should run well on either browser. I haven't really had a chance uh, to play with that to see if there's any kind of difference. Well, uh, that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.